What's up, everybody? This is the fourth and final episode of the Spring Game Breakdown series. Uh, We saved the best for last, South Carolina. We had to save the best for last. Um, this is going to be the South Carolina spring game breakdown episode. So uh, I guess you know this is this is me. So I'll I'll start it off, of course. Uh, but we had we had twenty three scholarship guys out, um, not playing. Notably, you know the running back duo Kevin Harris, Marshawn Lloyd, um, a couple linebackers that are probably going to end up starting, um, definitely being in too deep. Um, a couple of defensive linemen and, and just, you know, there's just a bunch of guys out, not really serious injuries, but just, um, you know, just banged up ankles, whatever, whatever it may be. A lot of them were on the sideline walking around. They looked fine. Just wanted to, I guess, Beamer wanted to hold them out of the spring game just in case. Um, uh, yeah. So because of that, we couldn't, we, we were supposed to do like the traditional split the team apart into two teams and go Garnet versus Black, uh, but we didn't even have enough players to do that. So we went first team offense versus first team defense and then second team offense versus second team defense. Um, coming in, Luke Duddy was a starter. He was the guy taking the first team reps. Uh, he looked fine. Um, we really ran the ball a bunch. He didn't, he didn't throw it much. Um, he was five for seven with 54 yards. Um, so, I mean, he, he looked fine. There were short throws. A lot of them were to, to carry on Joyner, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But uh, he missed a couple throws because I think he needs to – he just needs to get quicker in decision-making. Um, there's one where you had the tight end on a little uh, skinny post down the middle, and he had him open for, for a second, then he threw it late. And it ended up being a pass interference, but probably could have scored on that one. Um so I guess I'll start with the bad stuff, uh, the, the, the position, the, the groups that look bad um, or at least need work. Uh, DB would definitely be one of them. The guys that started the spring game were Cam Smith and, and Dominic Hill at corner. David Spalding, the, the transfer from Georgia Southern, played nickel. And then RJ Roderick and Jalen Foster at safety. Um, and then, the, I mean, the depth for DB is so bad. The second team had – had two or three walk-ons out there playing. So really low on depth, but we do have, uh, we do have three more guys that are going to come in. Um, some transfer guys, Isaiah Norris from GMC projects more as a, as a corner, maybe a nickel. Um, Carlin's Platel from Assumption College, which is a, a small college, but he, he put up some good stats. So at the very least, will be a good depth piece. Uh, he played corner at Assumption, but he, he'll either be a corner and nickel probably. Uh, and then Tyrese Ross just got the commitment from him. He's from Washington State, and he's a he's a pretty hard hitting safety. So I like that. So they'll, that'll be more depth. But I think the DB is still going to be definitely a weak point of the team. Um, then linebacker, linebacker looked pretty bad in in the spring game. To be honest, um, I guess 
you know, part due because the offense, the run game looked good, but also the linebackers weren't weren't plugging holes, leaving leaving lanes wide open. Um, we were missing a bunch of guys. Brad Johnson and Damani Staley started. Um, Brad Johnson is a guy that spent most of his time at Carolina as more of a hand-in-the-dirt edge rusher. So he's kind of transitioning back to a, a middle linebacker um, type guy. So I think he's still trying to learn the position. But like I said, we were missing Sherrod Green, who um, I believe is going to start at Mike. And then um, Mo Kaba, who was who's a sophomore this year, um, I think he's going to be the other middle linebacker, or at least he'll be he'll he'll play a bunch of snaps. Uh, Debo Williams, he's a transfer from Delaware, linebacker. Uh, he played on the second team defense. He looked good. He was flying to the ball. He he made a couple big hits. Um, he looked pretty good in, in in a couple cover snaps that I saw. Um, I think he still needs to get used to the speed of the game. So being from Delaware, well, he never even actually played at Delaware. Um, their season got canceled, so he transferred. So he's pretty much a freshman. So he's he's still a young guy. He still has to has to develop. And then um, Bam Scott, a JUCO linebacker signee, he's not here yet. He'll be on campus soon, and at the very least, he'll add depth. He's kind of a bigger linebacker, and he's a hard hitter. So we'll see we'll see how he projects in there. Um, Another not great position group is wide receiver right now. Um, the carry on joiner looked fine. Uh, he had a good connection with Doty. Like I said, I think, uh, I think the carry on caught four of Luke Doty's five completed passes. Um, Xavier Leggett and Amari and Brown were both out. So those are two guys that are definitely going to contribute. I don't know what this, what the starting lineup is going to look like. Um, but for the spring for the spring game, it was to carry on Joiner, uh, Jalen Brooks, and Josh Van out there, um, and then adding a, a freshman Sam Reynolds in the fall. Uh, probably more of a special teams depth guy, but he's 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 fast. Um, and then I guess I can hit on the the, the good positions. D line D line looked really good. Uh, the stars were J.J. Nguare, uh, Zach Pickens, Tonka Hemingway, and Jordan Birch. Tonka Hemingway was a guy that played on the edge last year mostly, transitioning inside. The coaches rave about him. Um, J.J. Nguare looked really good. He had a couple sacks. He made the offensive lineman look silly um, a, a few times. He's going to be he's going to be a problem this year. Zach Pickens was getting a lot of a lot of penetration. He's just he looks he looks huge. Um, Tonka Hemingway again he's he's more of a run stopper guy and then Jordan Birch um, I hope they're still pulling more out of him he looked fine but um, you know I think there's more potential in there the tight end position is really good so you know the wide receivers are bad but the tight end position is pretty stacked we ran a lot of 12 personnel which is one running back two tight ends on the field uh, it was Nick Muse and Jaheim Bell mostly Nick Muse didn't really didn't really have much action uh, as far as the passing game. Jaheim Bell actually had some carries um, at running back since the, since we had three scholarship running backs out. We only had one playing. Um, so he took some snaps. He looked good. Um, kind of a smaller tight end, probably more of a, a guy you split out wide. Um, and then, of course, uh, the transfer um, – E.J. Jenkins, the transfer from St. Francis, he's 6'7". He looked good. He looked huge. Uh, I thought he would look a little bit um, – I don't want to say out of shape, but, I mean, the dude looks – he looks good. He looks like a, a guy that can move. And he ran some some nice routes. He connected a couple times with his, his old teammate and current teammate. Um, 
at quarterback, Jason Brown. So he looked good. The tight end position should be fine. Uh, the running back, of course, a strongest position on team probably. Um, like I said, the only scholarship running back that played was Quandre White, but he played really, really well. Offensive line was opening good holes. Um, and he, he ran for, I think, 90-something yards. Um, and then, of course, you know, when the season starts, we'll have – uh, Kevin Harris as, as 1A and Marshawn Lloyd as 1B. And then Saquandra White's going to be a nice piece that they can move around and, and uh, plug and play a little bit. Um, and then I guess, you know, offensive line, it's not great, but it's also not bad. So it's kind of in the middle category. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of veterans on the line. Um, from right to left is Dylan Wanham, Javon Gwynn, Eric Douglas, Jalen Nichols, and Jazz and Turnatine. They've all played a good amount of football uh, for South Carolina. Um, so I don't know if that's going to shift uh, before the season. It, it very well could, but um, those are all guys. Uh, I mean, four of them were starters last year, so they're all, they're all veteran guys. They've all played a bunch of football. Um I guess overall, looking at the offense, there's a lot of tight formations, which uh, you see Joe Brady do a lot. A lot of, uh, you know, two tight ends on the field, tight formations, stuff like that. Um, the running game, it was, it was, I mean, you know, the running game is a running game. You do pin and pulls, you do zones, um, but the, the line blocked really well for, for, for all of it. So, um, you know, DBs are going to have to get better. They're going to have to figure out how to put the best four out there. Um, or five out there. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was fun to watch, watch the game in the trenches, D-line versus O-line, because there's a lot of, a lot of veterans and, and some good players across both lines. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess another thing to talk about is Jason Brown, the backup quarterback. Um, he threw a couple, couple of nice touchdown passes, like I said earlier, to EJ Jenkins, and, and now a bunch of Carolina fans want him to be QB1, but We'll see. I mean, he had a quick release. He's a big kid. Um, he's got a strong arm. He he make he can make some off balance throws. He's probably not the most mobile guy, um, but he definitely has a quick release and has some good zip on the ball. Obviously, he has good chemistry with EJ Jenkins. So, I mean, we'll see how it all plays out. Um, Beamer said leaving leaving the spring. Luke Doty's a QB one. So, so we'll see. I mean, that's pretty much all I got for that. Who do you or, want to be? Who do you want to be QB one? Whoever's going to win his ball games, dude. Honestly, I really like Luke Doty, and obviously, um, you know he missed some throws in the spring game, but also, you know, the spring game he couldn't show off his legs at all. Um, so that's a whole nother kind of aspect to his game that you, that's you, you didn't really get to see. Teams have to respect. Yeah, and the offense it was just it was really vanilla. I mean, it was mostly running the ball. Didn't really. Didn't really test test it downfield that much. Um, they're just kind of kind of keeping the offense a secret, I guess, or or they don't have that much installed. They said they have like ninety percent installed, but who really knows? Um, but yeah, I didn't get I mean, to watch y'all. Did uh, Amarian do anything? No, he didn't play. Oh really? Yeah, he was out for something. He was he was on the sideline walking around though, like he wasn't. He seemed fine. He's probably just a little banged up. Yeah, he's he stays a little banged up. If he can stay healthy, he'd be good for y'all. Yeah. So well, what's the uh, the ceiling and the floor for the Gamecocks? 
Let me let me look at the schedule real quick. I mean, I think, it can only go up from here, right? I think the ceiling it would be. Would be you're you're going to Texas A and M. Six and one, with a loss at Georgia, or five and two. I think eight wins is probably the absolute ceiling. Because you got Eastern Illinois, East Carolina. Um, those are two wins. Then Georgia, which is probably a loss. Uh, it's in Athens as well. So then there's Kentucky, which is kind of. You know, I don't know. I don't really know what to think about them. Uh, their defense was supposed to be better than it was last year. They lost their top guy. Um, I'll say, I don't know how it's supposed to be better. They lost Jamin Davis. He's yeah, yeah. And so, they lost they lost that corner too. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what to expect from that. That's in. That's in Williams Bryce. So that's at home. So that's. I mean, I think it's a winnable game. And then Troy, which is probably a win. Tennessee, I mean, they've lost everybody at this point. Like, I don't even know yeah. who they're going to put out there. So, that's a winnable game. Then Vanderbilt, you have to win those. Always. You have to win those. <laughs> and then you go to Texas A&M, which is I – don't, I, I don't even know what they're going to look like. They lost, of course, um, Kellen Mond and uh, their running back, I think. No. They lost a receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. They lost. They, they got they got guys. some guys coming back though. They're gonna yeah. be pretty good. Yeah. So that's probably lost in Florida. They'll 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 be fine. I'm sure. Um, maybe not world breakers, but I think they'll be fine. Was it, was it Texas A&M that didn't go so well last year? Yeah. Yeah. I think I we were at your apartment. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was bad. Missouri. <laughs> Missouri. Uh, they're pretty good. Probably another winnable game, depending on how the rest of the season has gone at this point. And then Auburn and Clemson at the end. I don't know how Auburn's going to be. See, a lot of like right now, it's hard. It's kind of hard to predict because I don't know how some of these teams are going to be. Um, I think eight wins is the max. I honestly like two or three wins is the floor. I think it's going to be more around like six and six or six, five or six wins. Better than last year, though, right? Yeah, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. It's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think y'all's is very different situation. Like, again, I'm bringing it back to us, but when we brought Jeff in, like, there's, like, that that new coach high you're on, and then the season comes around, and you're like, shit. Like, I didn't realize where we are as a team. So it was a little different for us. Um, I mean, I, I caution you in that I think you're exciting right now, and – there is a transition for new coaches. So I, I would I, I like you setting your, your ceiling where you set it, keeping some optimism there, but also not, you know, I mean that's to. like that's like absolutely like everybody develops to their hundred percent potential yeah. by the by the by the fall. But but at least you're being realistic because you know there's fans out there that are like, Oh, this coach does this and this we have the talent. We should we should win eight games. We should win ten games, you know, like yeah, no. I think I think probably probably four is is the absolute bottom. I mean, you got Eastern Illinois, East Carolina, Troy, and Vanderbilt. Those are four games you got to win. Those are, those are four wins on the schedule right there. So then you know, depending on how the East stacks up, how you know Kentucky, Tennessee, uh, Missouri, how those teams are, Auburn, you could throw them in. Um, those are kind of kind of toss ups, but 
you know, we'll see. We'll see. There's a lot. There's still a lot to do in, in Columbia, South Carolina when it comes to the football team. I mean, if you look at it, uh, there's an open race for second place in the East. Yeah. I mean, all, uh, Florida replaced – I mean, you're replacing a lot. Everything, yeah. Everything. Um, Kentucky, I mean, they can say their defense is supposed to be better, but when you lose – one of your best defensive players in a long time at Kentucky. Janman was a freak, and they lost that corner as well. It's kind of hard to imagine that they get better. Um, Who? Didn't they get a transfer quarterback? Yeah, they got a dude from uh, Penn State. Yeah, that Penn State dude that can uh, yeah. spin it. Yeah. Like Will – yeah, Will Levis. Levis? Yeah. 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 Like he can spin it. So, I don't know if he'll so be then Tennessee – I mean, I don't. we don't know if Tennessee will – Dumpster we'll, fire. We'll be able to field a team this year. That's, and then yeah, that's true. That's true. Missouri is, you know, another question mark. Uh, I like what Drink is doing over there. Yeah. Missouri Missouri is going to be that team that comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And then, you know, Vanderbilt, they're going to assume their role at uh, the <laughs> bottom. The trash can of the SEC. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they, will, they will be the punching bag again. And, uh it is what it is. I, y- y'all are too talented to be in the lower half. Yeah. In my I mean, opinion. We'll, yeah, we'll see. We'll but see. it's going to be tough. I think it's, it's... All, yeah, it's all projections right now. But I mean, all right. What are breakout players? Breakout players. See, I thought about this one a little bit when I started asking you all the question. Um, you know, I could go Marshawn Lloyd. That would be an easy pick, or or Luke Doty. Well, first, let me ask. Let me ask about this. I had a question. Okay. Um. Do you think Kevin Harris has a bigger year or a worse year because Lloyd's going to get more snaps? Um, well, I mean, if he gets less yards, I don't really want to call it a worse year. Yeah. You know, depending on his yards per carry and, and you know, touchdowns and all that sort yeah, of stuff. I, I, think, I mean, let's I mean, be real. He snapped last year. Yeah. I yeah. mean – could he go over a thousand yards? Maybe. And that's if we're out here running like UNC last year. Cause Marshawn Lloyd's gonna get gonna get forty percent of the carries. Probably gonna be actually it'll probably be like fifty, thirty, and then like twenty to, to, to the other backs, but um but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we'll have a thousand yards. Maybe him and Lloyd will have a thousand yards, maybe neither of them will. Uh, but I think he's he's still gonna be running through running through people i think he's still going to be breaking breaking those runs off um so but i guess back to the breakout player i think honestly on offense i'm gonna go to carry on joiner okay the coaches the coaches have said that he is you know he's taking on the role as the number one guy in that room um you know he's working hard to to kind of get comfortable at receiver he looked way more comfortable in the spring game than he did all of last year. Um, and like I've said a couple of times, him and Luke Doty seem to have a good connection. They they connected it a few times throughout the game for a couple of pretty big gains. Um, and he's just a, an elusive guy. He's fast. You know, you, he's a guy that you want to get the ball in his hands. So, and then for defense, that's, that's a good question, defense. Um, I was gonna. I was gonna say the defensive end, Birch. Yeah. Or what, what's the other guy's name? Well, Enigbari is not. He's not gonna. He's not. He doesn't count as a breakout player. He's already. He's already been good for a couple of years now. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I'd probably go Jordan Birch or Cam Smith, the corner. Cam Smith is going to have to have to step up and and you know lock down his guy. He's going to have to step up and be the the you know CB one um, if we're going to you know expect to stop anybody through the air because uh, he's I mean honestly he's like one of he's one of the oldest guys in the room even though he's a third year guy. Um, just a lot of inexperience and, and a lack of depth in, in that DB room. So he's going to have to step up big. And I think, I think he has all the tools to, and it'll, we'll see if he does or not, but it's going to have to happen. Any more questions? That's uh, it for me. That's all I got. All right, well, there you go. This is the end of the uh, the spring game breakdown series, the, I guess, four-episode series. <laughs> but anyways, um, you know, if you, if you stuck with us, thank you for watching. This was definitely, you know, the, the best was definitely last. Um, but, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Go Cox. Cox by 90.